Hey yo, welcome back to the Cole and Noah Our Friends Ooh. Podcast. I'm Cole. And I'm Noah. And we're friends. And we are friends indeed. For now. We'll see. At yeah, we'll end. see at the end of this episode. <laughs> we will. Episodes ones and two. Ones and twos. <laughs> ones and episode one two. and two are live. They are. They're you actually can listen live. to them. You can listen to them anywhere you get podcasts as long as you only get podcasts through Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Overcast is on there, oh. and there's a couple other ones that, like, when you put it, when you connect it to Apple, it goes straight to like four other places. Interesting. Um, I tried to put it on Pandora, but Pandora's like, we might accept this in four weeks, and I was like, that's fine. No one uses this. Anymore. Yeah, I don't like, care, Pandora. You don't have any space to be selective right now. <laughs> right. Okay. Nobody has used your platform in ten years. Seriously, I can't believe if it. Somebody exists. came to me and was like, "Yeah, I strictly use Pandora right now." I don't know that I'd continue being their friend. Pan- <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle you. You're too much. Pandora is like MySpace. Like when I hear it, I'm like, "Oh yeah." Wait, it's not dead. It's still I messaged a thing? my wife on MySpace you initially. Did? That's where I asked her to go to the movies with me. No way. Low those many years ago to Low. quote Pastor Dave. <laughs> Low those many years ago. When did you guys, when was that? When did you ask her out? I started messaging her in March of 2009. Whoa. And then I asked her to the movies uh, sometime before May 1st, 2009. And then we went to the movies May what? 1st, 2009 and started dating. What? I that asked her to be my girlfriend. High school. Uh-huh. Actually, it was my freshman year. She was just finishing up her eighth grade year. What? Well, I was a freshman. Sure. I was in ninth grade. Yeah. I wasn't no, like a I senior. Understand. I understand. Still, it sounds weird when you say ninth it and sounds eighth weird. grade. But that's fine. Anyways. That's fine. Yes, yeah, so we've been together for 13 years. That's amazing. That's Married amazing. for what will be eight this year. I feel like I should have known this. I feel like I did not know that. That you guys You probably were. knew that we've been together for a while, but it, until you hear like the time yeah it really puts into perspective yeah like well even just that you guys knew each other in high school like yeah that's that yeah. is awesome what movie did you see <laughs> spill the beans obsessed starring beyonce and some other people <laughs> it's not a good movie i would not recommend it that's but awesome. it's out there that's cool and then like the following week for like a month we just went to movies on friday nights because no cars yep and so we went, we saw a bunch of stinkers. We saw Obsessed. <laughs> we saw the movie Fighter or Fighting with Channing Tatum. So bad. Uh-huh. Um, we saw Terminator Salvation. So bad. Uh-huh. Um, we saw, oh, what else did we see? We've seen a bunch of really bad movies. Those are the ones that I can remember distinctly. I don't remember the other ones, but those ones all pretty much sucked. Yep. Yep. Week to week. Just $12 down the drain. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good sign. If you can... Throw money away on bad movies for a date and exactly. keep going back. It tells you she's not there for the movie. Exactly. Exactly. So. And neither was I. And neither was I. <laughs> and then we stopped going. Well, I mean, we still go to movies, obviously, occasionally. Not really. We haven't seen a movie. What was the last movie I saw with my wife? Shang-Chi, maybe? Shang-Chi. You guys yeah. didn't see, Str- uh, not Stranger Things, Doctor Strange? Stranger no, Doctors? No, she's not. She- <laughs> <laughs> that's the follow-up that's the next one dr strange 4 is dr strange 4 stranger doctors stranger doctors uh no she doesn't get into all the marvel movies um it's just like the important ones are like spider-man yeah basically the which, important ones yeah she loves like the avenger or not really even the avengers i think she started the marvel universe at infinity war <laughs> <laughs> no no wait no she wrong. didn't even see infinity war i got home from seeing infinity war and she said who dies and I said, I'm not going to tell you. And she started looking it up. And I was like, okay, I'll tell oh. you. 
Uh, and then she saw Endgame. <laughs> so, and then the Spider-Man one. She's seen the Spider-Man movies. When we went and saw, we went and saw Infinity War, <laughs> and um, the next day, I think, or shortly after, we took mm-hmm. my brothers-in-law, Caleb and Christian, and we're walking up to the theater, and Caleb goes, "All right, I know." at least one person dies. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying, I'm trying so hard not to and like, like d- yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, uh-huh, that's a good guess. I just looked at him. And I was like, I can't say, can't say anything, but I was so excited for him to watch Loki die in the first, like five internally. Minutes. You're shedding tears. Oh yeah. You're like, yeah. And Spider-Man, and he dies too. Spider-Man dies. And, and Bucky, he's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are gone. I love that. Infinity War is one of my favorites. I think it's better than Endgame, Ooh. personally. I think I am a sucker for fan service, so there were so many uh, fan service moments in Endgame that true. I just, like, it overtook it for me. Yeah. Like, seeing Cap wield Mjolnir, Mjolnir, yeah, whatever. Mjolnir. The hammer. The hammer. Seeing Mjolnir? him hold that, I was Where's like, Mjolnir? that's insane. Yeah, that was um, dope. That whole fight there when he goes, Avengers, assemble, and it's everyone. I was like, oh, the only thing that would have made this better if the X-Men were in there. Oh, man. What are you going to do? You know? And, like, all of those things. The final, obviously, the cheesy I am Iron Man moment, like, that had to happen. Yep. It just was, like, the perfect storm of, like, a really well done movie. Yep. But, like, fan service. Yeah. It's, like, the reason I liked Rise of Skywalker, like... Not a great movie, right. but also like a ton of fan service. Basically, just J.J. Abrams like, hey, sorry for that last one. <laughs> and like, sorry, so there's certain things that. when fan service is done well. And yeah. That I really enjoy it. Endgame was one of those. Fan service is tricky. I find myself being very picky about the fan service mm. because I enjoy the story so much that yeah, I hate it when it's fan service. It's like shoehorned in plus bad story. Mm. Yeah. I don't care at that point. I'm like, I'm not a, f- I'm a fan because of the story. That's true. So don't That's give true. me like fan service for me is good story. Don't give me bad story. Give me a good story. <laughs> Speaking of good stories, mm. uh, in a shocking turn of events, I chose to start watching Kenobi. Hey, because I've seen a bunch of, uh, let's go just pictures online. I saw pictures of the finale of like a scene between Vader and, Obi-Wan that immediately captivated mm. me and I was like, ooh, okay, that mm. I'm intrigued. And I started watching it yesterday and I yeah. got through episodes one and two and then I started three and I fell asleep. But sure. that's just because I'm old and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm old and so and I'm tired. started it too late. But episodes ones and two, one, ones and twos, <laughs> goodness gracious. Episode one and episode two are great. They're both very good. I didn't watch all the other stuff as I mentioned previously, yep. but... um. The figuring out why he goes by Ben Kenobi. Yeah. I always wondered that in the yeah. other movies. It's like, why, why how'd they get Ben from Obi-Wan? Is that just like, is Obi-Wan like the name you're given when you go to the Jedi Academy? They're like, and you will be Obi-Wan, Ben. I and I was like, ben. um, is it like a Saul Paul moment? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so figuring out why he goes by Ben was cool. Seeing him just like live. Yep. Basically in those first two episodes is pretty cool. To not be a Jedi anymore. Yeah, it's just weird. He like works at a meat, a meat thing, a plant? Yeah. Question mark? Um, a meat a line, m- a meatery? <laughs> yeah, a meatery. <laughs> yeah, it's just fascinating to see that. And then, obviously, the end of episode two, going into oh, you don't know, right? Anakin Skywalker that was is alive. So great. Okay, at this point, spoilers. <laughs> like, yeah, if yeah, spoilers. The end. Yep. Um, that was so cool. 
to yeah. for them to do that, I was like, oh, I never even thought about him not knowing. Yeah, has because he heard like tale why of would this Lord Vader or like what's yeah. he heard about him? What's he know about this Darth Vader? Does he know who it is? Like where did he come from? Does he know anything about that? Right. And then for them to for Reva or Reva Reva Reva, yeah, I think. I don't know. The third sister. The third sister. Uh, for her to be like, Oh, you don't know. Anakin Skywalker is alive in that mm-hmm. moment of just like zooming in on mm-hmm. Obi Wan's face is like an intense moment that I don't think I've earned not knowing a ton about it, but sure. seeing it, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. What's the thing that you saw between, like, with the finale that intrigued you? Um, I love, like, emotional moments. And so, one, I've heard about all the fan service, or, like, all just the goodness poured into the finale of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And so that intrigued me. But then I've been seeing pictures of basically, like, I love a good destroyed mask moment. I uh. love... Things yeah. like that. And so there's a bit that's shown where it's showing red and blue on mm-hmm. uh, Darth Vader's face where mm-hmm. part of his mask is destroyed and him and Obi-Wan are having a conversation. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, basically, you just see Obi-Wan crying. And I think I read something like, I apologize for something. Yeah. I can't remember. But seeing that picture, I was like, okay, I've got to at least see what this is about. Yeah. Because yeah. I loved those characters in the prequels when I saw them when I was younger. As I yep. mentioned last time, action figures. And yep. so seeing that, I was like, this is really cool. And I, like I said, I love emotional moments and I love anytime there's a moment where somebody's mask gets like partially destroyed. Yeah. Like you think of like it's the Spider-Man video game on PlayStation. Like mm-hmm. he gets a ripped up suit. Mm-hmm. You think of Spider-Man uh, from the OG, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie when he's fighting Goblin, his yeah. suit's all destroyed. Yeah. Think of moments where just pieces of suits get destroyed. And I love like battle worn things because for whatever reason, it just like really drives home like the weight of that moment i feel like yeah because it's like the secret part yeah. of them it's it's like vulnerability yeah and vulnerable like now. spoilers for spider-man 2018 the video game but like the final fight with doc ock <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> how old is this game 2018 spider-man 2018 yeah i just They're say not spoilers, spoilers anymore. i know i know i know i know but this way spoilers for the uh literally all over ride, um <laughs> he is the pirate guy spoilers spoilers for nosferatu which came out in 1930 <laughs> uh no he but dread- at the end of the game when doc ock and spider-man are fighting and like that's when he realizes he's peter or no i think he knows he's peter before that but part of his mask is coming off oh yeah and then at the very end for him to take his mask off and like yeah. have that big moment with doc ock when doc ock is like his his little arms are gone and he's laying on a table like come back here peter yeah you can't leave me peter! and then he leaves peter. that okay that moment was super cool because like i said story matters yep. a ton to me i don't like when i can predict what's going to happen which is why i didn't like endgame as much as infinity war mm, infinity war you knew i was not prepared for everyone to die i was mm. like oh my gosh they did it that's it's true. why and then for it to end for it to end right there i was like how could you do this right so with spider-man with that video game i was like you can only hear the spider-man story so many times Mm -hmm. and only have so many the bad guy finds out it's peter parker at the end moments before you're like "Ah, that's what's gonna happen right but for them to do that and then be like hey just kidding octavius knew it was peter the whole time Mm. and still was a total d-bag yeah. to him and beat him up with the other sinister six and peter figures that out as you are figuring mm-hmm. that out and then he's like his face is just like dude it's on yep. now I was the, like, <gasps> the final moment <gasps> the final moment where he finally has the serum and he's gonna go save aunt may but he realizes like 
I can save Aunt May yeah. or I can save the whole city with this serum. And Aunt May is like, you can't save me. Yeah. Like you, you know what you have to do. And like that emotional moment of him holding the serum, looking at Aunt May and like both, it's like video games, but I watch it and I remember distinctly crying at oh, that moment. Oh, like yeah. I watch it and I was like, wow. Yeah. This moment was like earned through yes. the course of a video game. And the fact that I'm feeling this for video game Aunt yes. May is wild because Peter knows what he has to do. And yeah. he likes has to say goodbye. Yeah. And I was like, man. That's what makes Peter Parker's character so compelling. Like, to me, and I'm not an expert. I don't know all the things about all the comics and all the characters. But, like... You know he owns an empire. You know he's a skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The skateboard empire Spider-Man. Owns all the Monopoly pieces. Yeah. <laughs> he owns all the boardwalk. This is my city. You only skate when I say you skate. <laughs> no, but as, like, a character, Peter Parker represents character like yeah. he represents good character he's the embodiment <laughs> embod embodiment embodiment there we go of being above everything that happens yeah. to you and yep. i remember when i like i that clicked for me because i was reading um and this is the reason i love the new spider-man movie the mm. uh, uh no way home no way home because they show it there perfectly like mm. so good we've never really really gotten to see it as big as as this one does but i i read the ultimate spider-man comics when i was in high school and i never finished them because it costs like 20 bucks to buy the color comic from uh borders and uh i got into college and a friend showed me how to like rip them off of something online so i like downloaded <laughs> all of them i'm reading them on my laptop and there's one where they get into the clone saga where like now there's a bunch of clone Peters and Peter has to try and go like stop all these clone Spider-Men. Um, and Nick Fury shows up and he's got a bunch of like robots specifically designed to kill Spider-Man, but he's got like an army of them. And he's like, what the heck Nick Fury? Like you didn't just come up with this yesterday. Why do you have an armada of Peter Parker killing robots? What's wrong with you? And he says, the thing about you, Peter, is like, you're dangerous because of everything that's happened to you. You should be a bad guy, but you're not. Mm. And that's terrifying. And I was like, oh, holy cow. And that's it. It's Peter Parker and his, his uh, with great power comes great responsibility is like not just the line that gets said to him. It's actually his code of ethics. Yeah. It's like crap happens and he decides i will be above it i will pull my punches i won't murder people like i am not just a good guy not just a superhero like he represents a a deep compelling character yeah. of a person and it's this so yeah awesome. no way home showed that new side of peter because everything yes. else is just like oh young plucky peter parker but this one he went through massive tragedy yes not once but like twice yes. and then a third time after mm -hmm. majorly, but then he wasn't going to pull his punches. And then mm -hmm. Peter too <laughs> was, Peter was like, Peter was like stopping him. And he was like, no, he's like, yeah. I've been down this road. And then for him to see that and then be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, yeah, it's such a cool, it's funny. You say all that about Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And there's this quote from Batman that I, I posted it. There's this quote from Batman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's it's a real person. Um, no, you know, there's a the quote. Man, the bat. I forget. It was like superhero day or something. And there's a quote where it was like uh, in the comics, Batman was talking about Superman, mm -hmm. and the, it's, it's exactly this. It's if Clark wanted to, he could use his super speed and squish me into the cement. 
but I know how he thinks. Even more than the kryptonite, he's got one big weakness. Deep down, Clark's essentially a good person. And deep down, I'm not. <laughs> so in the battle versus Batman versus Superman, Batman's like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, he won't ever do anything. Yeah. Because he's a good person. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, you say, like, Peter Parker, deep down, he's a good person. It right. just reminded right. me of that. Yeah, totally. Like that quote that kind of limitation that like limits based off of your your inner character which you see sometimes in comics and movies where the yeah. bad guys like with joker and batman in yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, dark yeah. knight and he's like i'm just trying i'm just trying to break batman yeah. you know like i all i want to do is make him break his rules you know and it's terrifying because you're like that guy has no rules he's the joker he just li- he wants to see the world burn right i from a like faith perspective I think about that about God a lot because I can't remember who said it, where I read it. Um, but the idea was introduced to me that like, we like to say that God is limitless. Right. Um, but actually, and this is the idea somebody prompted. I can't quote them. I can't remember who it is. It's driving me nuts. But the idea basically being God is not limitless. He has limited himself to like his character. There's like things like when first John talks about, um, you know, the God is all light and no darkness. So if we say we are in fellowship with him, but we're walking in the darkness, we're clearly lying because there's two different places, right? It's the idea that God is like, if God is actually good, then though he is all powerful, there's only certain ways that he will operate because of his character, because of who he is. Like he has in a way, limitations, but it's not because he's not able to do things. It's because he won't do things. His weakness? Is that deep down he's a good person? Like Superman? I don't know. But it just, it, it, it messes with my mind a little bit because uh, you just kind of get taught growing up as a, if you grow up as a Christian, like God is, he can do everything and anything and everything. And then you get to the idea of like, oh, wait a second. No, hang on. He, he limits himself to like his character his character and who he is actually gives us a picture of like what he'll do what he has done um and that's different than just having a being that exists and is super powerful and does whatever they want and just like that cole jumped from (laughs) spider-man to jesus (laughs) what is it it's like the the three degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever the game oh, where you try to seven go seven degrees. Yeah. Where you go from an actor and try and get them back to Kevin Bacon, yep. like their Wikipedia page or yep. IMDb page. You ever play the Hitler game? Hmm. 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 Secret Hitler. Se- no, not secret Hitler. The that is the Hitler game. When uh, I was in high school, we'd play a Wikipedia game where you, everybody would start on the same agreed upon wikipedia page Mm -hmm. any wikipedia page right you could start on like i don't know uh, antarctica antarctica sure and the game was using only hyperlinks make your way to the hitler page on wikipedia whoever could get there the fastest wins and i got really good at it i got really good at it really good i've seen uh not necessarily with hitler but they they pick a page that you have to get to and you have to use it in the either the fewest hyperlinks or like the the shortest amount of time. Yep. And that's, it's such an interesting. Yep. We should have done that for a camp video. Next we year. did that one time. I, maybe it was a, it might've been a high school retreat or a middle school retreat. Uh, yeah. Me and the guys in the cabin, they were like not going to sleep yet. And they all had their phones. And I was like, Hey, of course you guys want to play the Hitler game. 
and they looked at me like the way you just looked at me. They're like, hmm? I know. I, well, and I know the kids that you had. And so I know all of them were like, I'm immediately intrigued. Um, this sounds like it could be offensive. I'm intrigued. You said Hitler? <laughs> Tell me more. Yes. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. And you're like, it's nothing like what you guys think. And they're like, oh, okay, we're going to bed. No, I'm just kidding. No, they were really into it. It was kind of fun to watch. I get such a kick out of taking old like games and stuff I used to play or my yeah. youth pastors would have me do or we did in school or whatever and just handing it to youth students now and watching them love it. See, that's yeah. how I feel about passing on things. Um, so when I get even with people, if they prank me or something, I don't like to get even <laughs> in a way that's like conventional prank i like to get even by inconvenience you somebody. told me we, we did we do this on another episode i can't remember but you were telling me about this i thought it was hilarious well i just think it's funny like steven again steven voss always gets me <laughs> hello steven uh hashtag where is steven voss <laughs> uh, he's up is he real? BJ, i think is he, is right he real <laughs> who's no. this guy um so he said he's gonna change his his uh his motorcycle he said he's going to change his motorcycle's oil in my front yard and like okay. kill my grass and stuff and yeah. i said steven if you do that i will take off all of the tires on your car and i will put them in your car <laughs> yes. and then i'll lock your keys in your yes. car and he's like why would you do that i was like because it's a massive inconvenience or <laughs> like something that i think would be very funny is like take a popsicle melt it and then let it get all over someone's steering wheel yeah and then just leave it and let it get sticky. And then they get in their yep. car, they start their car, they go to drive, and they touch their steering wheel and it's sticky. Because <laughs> nothing makes me angrier than stickiness. Like, Sticky. I can deal with like a little bit of clutter, things like that. But if there's yeah. like food mess or crumbs or stickiness, especially, yep. I get like angry. Yep. And then I immediately will clean it. So if you ever want something cleaned by me, just make, just it, make sticky, it sticky. And if I touch it, I will clean it immediately. Because <laughs> if I don't, I will lose my mind. So like... I just love little inconveniences. I think they're very funny to yeah. me. Like, <laughs> I just think inconveniences are funny. I watched uh, uh, Mythbusters one time did a, like, is it worse to be drunk or exhausted when you're driving? And the test they they did was like, you had like, you know, a control test. They yeah. drove through a course with nothing. And then the next test is you're driving in a car and the car is just awful and by awful i mean it is full of terrible things like loud noises horrible smells the oh. handle is covered in some gross sticky oh. whatever like there's just a bajillion distractions and then there were things in the road that people oh would like Lord. jump out and do whatever no um so they did that once drunk and then they did that after not sleeping for 48 hours and watching um uh, who was it it uh who are the three people? Because it wasn't Adam and Jamie. It was the three other ones. It was like Tori, Grant, and... Did you watch Mythbusters? <gasps> no. I watched some of it, but not like a ton. Oh my gosh. Look, dude, I needed cartoons. Myth you didn't Busters. watch Mythbusters? No, like I would watch pieces of it, but those guys just bothered me. At the time, I really hated that dude's mustache and the hats he wore. <gasps> you hated the mustache? No. Yeah, and the hats. I just could not stand looking at him <laughs> as a kid. I was like, that's a terrible mustache. And then I was like, and I hate your hats. <laughs> but honestly, I have such, no, I, I, I have what I like to call stupid brain, where even as a kid, I would pick things that I wouldn't like that people were like, why is, we talked about this with Avatar. Yeah. I won't see it just because. Just because. <laughs> because it, it outsold the Dark Knight when it came out and that made me angry. All right. <laughs> so now I'm holding a grudge for Batman. <laughs> wow. 
I can't believe that. You're the first person I've talked to who's like having, I mean, it's not like I'm polling people yeah, yeah, going, yeah. hey, yeah. maybe that should be my next Dollstaff email. <laughs> who who has seen Mythbusters who's more than Mythbusters? one full episode? Yeah. And who of you hate that mustache? <laughs> Dude, I love that mustache. That mustache reminded me of my dad, but on like an even more eccentric person. <laughs> yeah, it was a, I mean, it's a hearty mustache. It is. I think it's. It's hearty, but it's not like perfectly kept. It's got like a weird bit of wildness to it. That's true. Yeah. It's. And that, I and then he always wore weird hats. That weird hat, dude. I looked at him and I thought, you have things to hide. <laughs> That's what I... <laughs> you are a dangerous man. <laughs> you're a dangerous man. I'm like, the show says you're a scientist. But when I look at you, I think, that guy killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> at least one person. At least one. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy. I loved that show. That was like... Right up there next to Even Stevens. Ooh, <laughs> it was great. Even Stevens. Don't get me started. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not just going to sit here and talk about Mythbusters now. I'm going <laughs> to let it go. I'm going to move along. I'm not. All I can see in my head right now is a cement truck exploding. There's you. Do, okay, you do need to look that up. Just YouTube the Mythbusters cement truck dynamite. Oh. Because they, they are testing something with dynamite and a cement truck. Interesting. And there's a truck... And then there's the most gnarly, like, pinging, bazooing, exploding noise you've ever heard. And then it's just gone. There's, like, truck and then gone. No more truck. No more truck. It's it's like a... It disappeared. It's a magic. It's gone. It is so cool. And seeing that I mean, for the that first time great. was like, what? How did they do that? There are a couple cool stories, too, where they, like, would test stuff and mm-hmm. then... Li- like years later, they've said, yeah, when we did that, we made a couple mistakes and actually it was really dangerous. They launched a bowling ball out of a cannon one time and they didn't properly calculate like just how powerful that was going to be. And it, oh no, they shot it into a hill, but it like bounced and it went, it shot way out of the testing range and crashed through somebody's roof, Ooh. like destroyed somebody's roof. Yikes. It's crazy. So, Cole, do you want to hear my feelings on Batman? <laughs> is it time? Are we getting the Batman episode? Is this it? I mean, we can. We've got yeah, a little we, time left. We do got a little bit of time left. So, the way you talk about Star Wars is the way I talk about Batman. So, let me preface with this, Cole. First okay. off, what did you think of... I'll ask... Because I feel like I can defend most Batman mediums. Okay. So, like, for me, I could easily defend Ben Affleck's Batman. Yes. And I could give you a reason why I love this most recent Batman movie, The Batman, starring the Robert Pattinson, uh, as my favorite Batman of all time. Okay. Over Kevin Conroy, over Christian Bale, over Michael Keaton. Sure. Adam West. Sure. Ben, yeah, yeah. You get it. I do. I do. This I struggle with this a little bit because I am not anti-Batman. I'm just... Meh. Same way you feel about Star Wars. Or I feel about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love... Like, I want to see Batman movies because they're superhero movies and Batman is cool. I never saw the old ones. Like I have not seen any of the Batman movies prior to uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. And I've like seen a handful of the cartoons. Like Batman Beyond was so cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, But otherwise, I never played any of the games, didn't play any of the Arkham games. Um, Mm. They looked super cool. Yeah, Arkham games "Eh, are fantastic. Whatever, you know. But if you want my opinions on the new movie, like, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was so much fun. It was like a a super fun detective movie. I love the um, uh, 
Christopher Nolan trilogy mm-hmm. because I love Christopher Nolan. Like yeah. I, that was a, a okay Batman, mm-hmm. but those movies were great because they were written. Yes. By, because they were great the team movies. that put it together. They were great movies. Phenomenal movies. Christopher Nolan is just amazing. And him plus Hans Zimmer is so great. They're such a great combo. I love everything they make. Um, but this movie felt like such a Batman mm-hmm. movie. I was like, I am not a huge Batman like fan. I'm not the encyclopedia on Batman. Yeah. Um, but this feels like, ooh, Yeah. Yeah, you could have I, pulled him right out of a comic and put him in. in I just love the tone of the movie, and I think everyone's biggest complaint was like, Batman feels too emo and he's too dark, and oh, why is he so sad and blah blah. blah. Oh, and Batman gets beat you up and oh, in Gotham. all this stuff. So, the thing is, is this Batman was Batman two years into being Batman, mm-hmm. and the key point about this Batman is, uh, who was it? I think Matt Reeves, the director, said he's basically still. 12 to 14 year old Bruce Wayne who just watched his parents get murdered. He's never grown up. Yeah. He's just stayed 12 to 14. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't really like being Bruce Wayne. He hates the thought that he's Bruce Wayne. That's why he does not go out. That's why when he went to the funeral, it's a big deal. Like, Oh, Bruce Wayne's here. Yeah. Cause he doesn't go out. He strictly goes out to hunt for like villains. The bad guys. Yeah, exactly. Currently he just goes out. He craving some bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. He's craving the hunter for bad guys. <laughs> um, so he just goes out to do that. So he hates the thought of being Bruce Wayne. And that's why yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he's wearing sunglasses inside. He only goes outside late at night. And then when he's awake, which is basically just the evening, he mm. calls himself a nocturnal animal. He like is hunting and he stays out all night. So anything else that gets thrown into that schedule, he gets angry at it because he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He doesn't want to have the responsibilities of being Bruce Wayne. He's only Batman. And the way I put it is why would he want to be the person who couldn't protect his parents when now he can be the person who could have protected his parents? Why does he want to be Bruce Wayne, 12 to 14 year old Bruce Wayne, when now he can be mid 20s, early 30s Batman who can defend and be a symbol of fear he strictly is a symbol of fear and vengeance he's not the point yeah. where he wants to be hope or anything like that yeah. he doesn't want to be the the hero that gotham city deserves um <laughs> or needs or whatever whatever you want to say yeah so for me this batman i just loved everything about it i love the fact that he could still get beat up and would still he just was like a dirty fighter and yeah. like he just was strictly in it to win a fight like every single fight and he yeah. like has this rage but still he won't he won't let himself go over that line. I love seeing that kind of develop where he, over the course of the movie, he's he's vengeance. And that's one of the first things you hear yep. him say. And then at the end of the movie, when he's fighting someone, that person says, I'm vengeance. And he right. realizes like, crap. So I've yeah. really sown this for and myself. You can see him observing it in uh, uh, Catwoman, whatever her, yep. her Selena character Kyle. name. Thank you. Yeah, Selena. Um and that was that was cool. I enjoyed that because you're right. He's totally he's the young Batman, and he's his his code of ethics is yep. still like being developed. And you're watching him watch his ethic in another person, and going, I don't think I like mm-hmm. that. Like I see the when you're doing it, I see the problems with it. When I'm doing it, I don't. I just see bad guys punch. Mm-hmm. You know. So like that was really neat. That you you're watching him develop that way i love getting to see that happen yep. that was done so so well the like the parallels between his character and her character and watching their uh 
just their ethics work out and how they handle the yep. same situations, the same uh, problems, basically, differently, yep. and how it develops their character was so cool. I thought mm-hmm. that was really, really well done. And this movie, for me, has the best Batman entrance of all time. Like, the first yeah. introduction to Batman, the best introduction of all time. It yeah. has the best Batmobile introduction of all time. Yeah. It's genuinely frightening at times when you see Batman. Like, the very first thing when he... You think he's going to be at the guy who just robbed the store, the drophead mm-hmm. who just robbed the store. And then when you think he's going to be at like the the core area when those people are spray painting. And then when you think he's going to be at the train station and all of these things when it's just like that. And like yep. that massive rising music. Yeah. And like them just staring into the darkness, wondering if he's going to be there. I love that he is that symbol of fear of like he's everywhere. You feel it. Like you feel think their fear. Every- yeah, yeah. And I love I love that. I also just loved Robert Pattinson's portrayal of just how emotive he had to be as Batman when you can literally only see his mouth. Right. And that's it. Yep. And little detail. I love the fact that he wore black eye paint, like war paint as he is, yeah. has Matt Reeves called it. Like, I love that because no other Batman does that. Yep. And it's just, yeah, it was just oh, it's so good. It's just literally a Batman Arkham game in a movie. And it was so good. Yep. This Batman, hands down, the only Batman that I think who could not the only Batman if I had to put live action Batman not counting Val Kilmer and George Clooney because absolutely not <laughs> Michael Keaton sorry George. versus Christian Bale versus Ben Affleck versus Robert Pattinson I think oh, Ben yeah, Affleck you... destroys all four of them I was gonna say the same thing down no doubt about it it's because he rolls tires yeah <laughs> that's it. he does that's crossfit right. yeah that's why <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does cross. Do you see him doing pull-ups while with a tire around his waist? <laughs> he clearly has done crossfit before. Um, and then Michael Keaton. There's no way he doesn't stand a chance against any of the other three. No, no doubt in my mind. Christian Bale. I think only edges out Robert Pattinson sheer, sheerly based off experience. If you take them from the most okay. recent time you saw them in the movie, yeah, I think sheerly off of experience he beats yeah. Robert Pattinson. But I think Robert Pattinson has a really good chance just because of how unhinged he is and he's yeah. still harboring his violence. So he's just honing his craft, but he's still much more violent than Christian Bale. Yep. And then Ben Affleck is a Batman at the end of his wits. Like, I mean, I guess if you count him at justly, justly, but if you say Batman versus Superman, like he has no problem killing the other guys because, right. which is a huge issue for everyone. They're like, Batman doesn't kill. I'm like, yeah, but this Batman has been Batman for 20 years and has seen right. a Robin die and a whole bunch of other people he loves die. And so now he's like, no, I'm just going to save the city at any cost. And now there's a super alien. Yeah, yeah, like, and now there's a guy who I don't know who he is, and he could kill him. Yeah. It's like it's like the Nick Fury thing. He didn't know this person. And he's like, there's no way this guy can be good. Right. So right. I'm just going to plan on killing him. Yeah. And getting the information to kill him. But I think I think Ben Affleck wins that fight hand over fist. He's the yeah. most violent and just physically imposing. He's the biggest Batman, yes. both in terms of like physicality, like muscle, but also like height wise. He's like the biggest Batman. Yep. Yeah. And so he's the most scary physically batman yeah he's a thick batman he's thick, thick batman. with two c's two c's yeah i'm man that movie batman versus superman it's I, bad it's not a good movie it's a bad movie it's a terrible movie but batman but batman so good. yeah and affleck as batman did not get a fair shake that universe was pretty much doomed the second they were like hey let's call it batman versus superman and that's the sequel to man of steel huh Right. Uh, oh, and also, it's called Dawn of Justice. You want to know why? Because they're going to be the Justice League in the movie. Yeah. Also, Superman, he going to die. Yep. And it's like, wait. Also, you know who you didn't ask for who you're going to get? <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> no, that's Doomsday. Sorry. I referred to another <laughs> bad villain that no one cares about. <laughs> hey, he was in Shang-Chi. He was as a fan service. Like, look at this villain. And we he's going to be in about. She-Hulk. 
I think. Is he going to be in I She-Hulk? I think so. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, it. he was surrounded by a bad movie. Ben Affleck got the short end of the stick with that because people yeah. were like, oh, Ben Affleck's going to be the worst Batman ever. And realistically, I think he was a great Batman, just surrounded by a terrible movie. I agree. Um, that's interesting. I feel very similarly about some of the Star Wars sequels, but we'll table that <laughs> for later. But Because uh, I, I, I loved his Batman, and mm-hmm. I loved the idea of him saying like hey we just watched this alien Mm -hmm. destroy a city fighting it out with some other aliens and it brings up the question of like the things you don't see in like the avengers yeah like uh kind of how spider-man homecoming does it what Mm -hmm. happens to the lay people who like just watch a city get destroyed by chitauri and the avengers yeah yeah. Like, yeah, it's sick to see Hulk smashing Chitari window to window going boom, 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 right. smashing up all these windows of a building. But what happens to the people who work in that building? Yeah. Or like, what happens to the people who have to clean that up? Mm-hmm. Or what happens to New York in general? Yeah. And in the same way, like, what happens to the people in Metropolis mm-hmm. who work for Wayne Enterprises there? What happened to the people who were in the city just watching all this unfold? What happens to those buildings afterwards? And Batman raising the question of like are we just cool with this because he saved us? Like, yeah, he saved us for sure. But like we, who's to say he won't just act like the other people he was fighting. They were one and the same. They're from the same place. Yeah. That's actually really interesting because that's kind of, there's, there's a similar, uh, I don't want to say argument. What you're saying reminds me of Hitler. We're back. We're back to Hitler. <laughs> we got here. We got several hyperlinks later. Yeah. It only took us a little while. Cause he, I don't know a ton about like his, his reign politically, but the little bit that I like started learning about, I don't know, probably in high school or some long form documentary I watched on YouTube, but just realizing, Oh, Germany was in like a really crappy place economically after world war one. And then this guy comes in and actually turned their economics around Mm -hmm. majorly. And that's a small part of the whole picture of the politics, but he had these things going that won him (laughs) a lot of like just people in Germany. Yeah. People are like, this guy saved us. Okay. We'll follow you anywhere at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. They needed a Ben Affleck Batman to be like, no guys, (laughs) hold on. Mr. Hitler. He has a lot of things that aren't good. (laughs) That aren't good guys. Wait, hold on. Hold on, guys. Wait, guys, no, stop. But anyways, yeah, Batman, similarly to you with Star Wars, I feel like I can watch any Batman movie and justify it for a little bit. I haven't seen Batman and Robin in a long time. I don't think I could justify any in that, yeah. anything in that because, oh my lord, no. Yeah. I will say you should go back and watch Batman and Batman Returns, though. They are just like the most campy. They're so awesome. Yeah. They're so Tim Burton-y, like it's not even funny. And there's a scene. <laughs> As a kid who loved toys. Sure. There's a scene in Batman Returns. Toys? What? What? There's a scene where they're having this Christmas parade in Gotham Square. It's like what Gotham's like Rockefeller Center would sure. be in like New York. Tree lighting ceremony. Um, and the penguin and all his goons come out from the sewer and they start tormenting everyone. And there's this guy in a devil costume and he's blowing fire into a toy store, lighting the toys on fire. Oh my gosh, it's Christmas. What are you doing? You're lighting a toy you store monster. on fire. You monster. This literally Batman looks at him in a Batmobile. Christmas. He looks at him, stares at him. The guy's like blowing fire at Batman's car or the Batmobile. And he hits a switch, turns a hydraulic lift, comes out of the bottom of the Batmobile, turns, picks it up, spins it around. And then Batman flips the switch and hits a booster and pumps the gas and lights this devil guy on fire <laughs> with, with the jet engine of the Batmobile. And he's just running around with this like pitchfork going, ah! And then Batman drives away <laughs> and proceeds to hit two of Penguin's goons on a motorcycle. 
Dude, it's incredible. It is, <laughs> but he doesn't kill. Yeah. Yeah, that devil guy is totally fine. Somebody put him out right after. I may have third degree burns. Dude, but it's, I'm still alive. I'm telling you, it's so... And Jack Nicholson as the funny. Joker. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Like, Yeah. It's so good. That's funny. You said something I just want to clarify. I cannot justify the sequels of Star Wars. I can't do it. You... Yeah, I can't. I mean, I it. can't justify Batman, Batman and Robin, like either, other than they made toys. Sure, <laughs> but yeah. like, and Batman Forever is like, <laughs> eh, like whatever, it's fine. Yeah, but no, Batman and Robin, I can't justify either. Like, truthfully, really? Yeah, like it's just bad. Uh, it's not good. It's there's a scene. Let me just put mm-hmm. this into perspective for you. Are we talking about a specific movie? Yeah, it's called Batman and Robin. Oh. Okay, I it, think you meant just the duo, Batman no, and Robin. Oh no, I love <laughs> Can't Batman. Can't stand Robin. it. You know, I love I love Batman and all the Robins. There's a bunch. Um, no, so the way the movies went before it was Batman 1989. Then in '92, it was Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and then Batman Forever. I think it was like '95, and then in '97, '98, it was Batman and Robin. Um, so Batman Forever was '95. Sorry, and yeah. Then Batman and Robin. Okay. was when it went to George Clooney, and that's George oh. Clooney's Batman. Okay. There is a scene in that movie where Batman and Robin are bidding on Poison Ivy. They're bidding on a woman. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, because she, like, the thing with Poison Ivy is she allures men everywhere, yeah. basically. Yeah. And so they're bidding on her for, like, a date or her, the, her love or something. And Robin's like, oh, this much, blah, blah, blah. And then Batman goes, $3 million. And Robin's like, oh, I don't have any more money. And then Batman goes, Batmastercard, never leave home without it. And it's an ad for a credit card. <gasps> no. But it, it has the bat symbol on it. And so he goes, bat card, never leave home without it. No way. He says the whole it's slogan. It's shameless. Of, oh, yeah, it's bad. That's terrible. It is bad. Can and you imagine? That bar, yeah. cannot have aged well. There's a MasterCard ad for buying mm-hmm. a woman? Yep, yep. There's a scene later where Poison Ivy kisses Robin, and then he goes, fake lips. And he... <laughs> He pulls off this like lip balm that covered his lips, and it's this <laughs> fake lip skin. And he goes, "Fake lips, <laughs> dude." It's I'm telling you, those movies. Why were, those movies were strictly made to sell toys? There's a scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, Mr. He's Freeze. He's in the movie. He's Mr. Freeze. No way. And he's got a point where he's leading a chorus of people. He's <laughs> doing the fast maestro, leading a chorus of people singing a song. And Bane is in the movie. What? And there's a scene where he is delivering bombs, like they're going to send bombs out. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. He goes, he goes over to a bomb and he goes, picks it up, puts it on a table, bomb, <laughs> bomb. <laughs> Bomb. <laughs> this I, it, you're describing Batman on ice right now. That's what I'm listening to. I'm telling to. you, everything I just described is real. It can't be. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's not possible. Dude, oh, it's so... It is so bad. There's nothing justifiable <laughs> about it. There's no... I can't. Sorry. It's bad. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Did you watch Teen Titans as a kid? Uh, I think I watched a little bit of the first go-around, and then I kind of got sick of it. Darn. Yeah. That's my only, like... I'm sort of, like, Batman's cool. Yeah, that was and Batman adjacent because of Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my only, like, Robin is cool big thing in my life. Teen Titans was I think dope. that was Tim Drake. It was so cool. Or no, was it Dick Grayson? I don't remember. I don't remember. Which one of them gets brutally murdered Jason by the Todd. Joker? Jason Todd. He's Robin number two. Robin, Robin number three. Yeah, there's, like, there's Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, then Damian Wayne, who is uh, Bruce's son with Talia al Ghul. There's Carrie Kelly, um, there's 
Duke. I don't remember his last name, but he doesn't really become Robin. He becomes a different thing. And then there's a, I think there's a couple others, but a lot of them die (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Like Damian Wayne gets killed. He gets brought back from something. Jason Todd gets killed. He gets brought back, becomes Red Hood. Dick Grayson and some things. Apparently Dick Grayson is the Robin that died in the Batman vs. Superman universe. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yep. That's that it. doesn't change anything. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. You just know who wore the suit now. Got it. Oh, That's he's it. in that universe. So, cool. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we can we can wrap this up. Yeah, this was good. This was fun. We finally got to your Batman episode. I feel like we're not done though. Oh, we'll we can we can talk more. more about Batman as well. Here's you one of our supporters, Cami Armsbury. She came in. Yeah. Hi, Cami. We're Kimmy, about to wrap it say up. Say hello to the people. Would you ask us the very important question of whether or not we're still friends? Wait, me and you guys or No. <laughs> no, me and Cole. The goal of this podcast <laughs> is to find out if Cole and I are still friends. At the end oh, of every well, episode. The whole question is, is Cole, how do you feel about Batman? It's fine. It's good. But the new <laughs> 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 Then the answer is no. You are not no, still we are friends. still friends. No. Noah has a stipulation with his friends that you have to really just be all in for Batman or else he's not all in for you. Mm, wow wow cammy is also my campaign manager (laughs) (laughs) that's his new slogan yeah i'm gonna run for Um, president yes enjoy this ad break so this (laughs) podcast is sponsored by Noah running for president (laughs) he's gonna take a nation by storm the nation between your eyes (laughs) nation between your eyes So, Cole, the people are asking, are we still friends after this podcast? Yeah, well, uh, I think so. How do you feel about... Yeah? I think we're still friends. Okay, great. Awesome. 10 out of 10 would recommend Cole. (laughs) Wow. Just don't bid on me and don't give me your fake lips. (laughs) 